my name is Scott Shimada. I grew up not that far from here in Richmond. Um, went to school at uh, UC Riverside uh, back in the 80s and 90s. And um, I've been at the San Lorenzo Japanese Christian Church since 94, part-time for a little bit, and then full-time since 2000. And I'm honored to be here uh, to talk about family priorities. You know, when, when I was younger, I always told people that I would have nine boys and we'd have our own baseball team. And that was my, that was my wish back when I was younger and, and immature and didn't realize how much hard work nine kids would be. But I think right now, looking at, at the state of how families are now, it's, it's tough. There are a lot of activities, uh, not just sports, but uh, music and drama and, and all sorts of different things that, that take precedence over church activity sometimes. And, and this, this could lead to us neglecting our relationship with Christ. And, and, that's, and that's an issue, and that's tough, and that's something that we want to talk about this morning. So we'll, we'll talk for a little bit, and then we'll open it up if you guys have any questions. Not that I would have all the answers, but maybe we can, we can come together and, 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 and figure out something. So let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to to come to you right now and, and, and see what it is that, that you would want us to do when it comes to our relationship with you and, and with our kids and, and with all the activities that are going on. And we just give this time into your hands and I pray for each family that represented here that you would help us to see you and to um, make the decisions you would want us to make. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Let me start by saying, I mean, one thing we all, I think we could agree on is, is attending church is important. I'm meeting with a couple right now, and, and they, they both told me that they're both believers, but they don't feel that it's important for them to attend a church. And, and one of the things that I think about, and, and I said to them, is you don't, have to be, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian, okay? We know that. And you can, you can listen to sermons online. You could um, do your tithes and offerings. You could send a check in. You can worship by yourself. And there's a lot of things that you can do. You can, quote, do church by yourself. But there's one thing that you can't do by yourself. And that's have fellowship with other brothers in Christ. And I'm not saying that coming to church is all about fellowship. It's obviously not. But that's a very important aspect of our relationship. We're not meant to be lone rangers. I think of Coles. You know, if you've ever barbecued and you had to lay out the coals and you light it on fire, if you had one coal, it might get hot for a little bit, but it's going to die really quick. But what happens if you put a bunch of coals together, it stays hot for a long time. And that's kind of like how we are. We're like coals. If we're, if we're all together, we stay on fire. But if you take one coal and separate it, eventually it's going to go out. It doesn't last as long. And so we need to to be in a body of believers that can encourage one another and to help each other, to spur each other on. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. You know, it's a slippery slope. If you, if you miss one church activity or a Sunday, and then it's easy to miss the next one. Then it's easy to miss two or three or four. And, and eventually you find yourself... Um, not going for weeks or months at a time. And then it's kind of awkward when you do come back. 
I know when I've talked to students before when they go away to college and then they come back, they say one reason why they don't want to come back to church is because every time they do, they get bombarded with these questions. How are you? What have you been up to? We haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? And it gets really frustrating, and I understand that. It's kind of like going to family gatherings, and there's always that auntie that says, oh, look how big you've grown. And they, they pinch you on the cheek, and what are you doing now? And you have to answer the same questions over and over again, the same questions you hear every year at Christmas or whatever, but it kind of gets like that at church. But if you continually go, and it's, it does, you don't reach that awkward stage. It's, a, it's very important. So you don't want to be on that slippery slope. And so we want to think about um, what's important in our lives. What's important in your life? What are your values? So the first point we want to think about is God first in all things. In all things. Not in certain things, but in all things. And we need to think about what we teach our children. You know, they say more things are caught than taught. Our kids are smart. I mean, even from a young age, they see how we act. They see the decisions we make. When um, my daughter was probably like two or three years old, our oldest, what, what we would do, is we still do this once in a while, is, is um, at our dinner table, we sit at certain seats. So this is always my seat. This is always my wife's seat and my daughter's. Um, but every once in a while we would play this game, we would switch seats. And you have to act like the person that usually sits there, right? And sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's eye-opening. Um, my daughter, my daughter, Dela, the oldest, she has a way of uh, really saying it, saying it like it is. And um, I remember the first time we played it, um, we're playing, all of a sudden she sat in my seat and all of a sudden she gets up and she leaves and we're like, Dana, what are you doing? She goes, go to the bathroom. And I was like, well, don't you want to be a part of this? She goes, I am, I'm you. I was like, what? She goes, you always go to the bathroom during dinner. I go, what? What is that? You know, but she's so, she caught on like that. And then, you know, so I don't, it's okay to share this, but she, she goes, okay, I'll be back in half an hour. I go, okay, now you're carrying on too far, you know. And we just talked about this with some friends last night. And um, the other guy was like, you know, guys are away in the bathroom so long. They don't really have to go to the bathroom. They're just trying to get away from you guys. That's our sanctuary, right? But, you know, kids, kids are smart. They see these things. And they pick up and they know what, what's important to us, right? Have you ever driven with your kid and you're like, oh, man. You know, it's, you got to be careful, right? Because they know, they see how you drive. Like, I know I was driving with my kids, and um, somebody cut us off, and they kind of looked at me kind of like, are you going to tailgate them now? Are you going to get mad? You know, and I hear my, Ramey, my um, 12-year-old, when she was younger, she would go, oh, they cut you off. You know, and I have to explain it. I go, well, at least, you know, she signaled, and I slowed down. It was okay. But I noticed that a lot of times when people do cut me off, that's, that's one of my pet peeves. When somebody cuts me off, and they don't even wave thank you or whatever. And then I would always go, oh, man, this driver, right? But then it, these kids, they're picking up on that. And, and I had to apologize last year. I remember I sat them all down. I said, look, 
I think I raised you guys to be very critical of people, especially drivers. And I'm sorry about that. And, and as you know, I'm not the best driver either. And they're like, yeah, we know. I said, okay, well, I, it's not about that. But I don't want you guys to be critical. I don't want you guys to be so judgmental on other people. And I think because I felt so safe around them that I was doing that unknowingly, that I was raising them to judge all these other drivers. So we want to we wanna remember that God is first in all things, right? And when we put God first in all things, the kids will see that. They will acknowledge that. If we say like, yes, we wanna, I want to watch the football game. It's on at 10 o'clock, but we're going to go to church first. And I'm a type that I like to see games, and so I want to record these things, and I don't want anybody to tell me anything. So there used to be a guy at our church that would listen to the 49er games in his ear during service, right? And um, if I didn't have the game taped, I would go up to him afterwards. I'd say, hey, did the Niners win? Did they lose? And he would, he would share with me. But now that I have a DVR and I can record it, I don't want to hear anything. And so as soon as church is over, if anybody starts talking about the game, I just think, I don't want to hear it. That's, that's how I am. Side story, my mom... I called her one day and I said, Mom, I'm coming home. Dad taped a Niner game for me. Don't tell me if they won. She goes, okay, they lost. <laughs> I said, Mom, I just told you not to tell me if they won. She goes, I didn't. I told you they lost. I said, look, I don't even want to come over anymore. I was coming because Dad taped the game. I was going to watch it with him or I was going to watch the game. I just want, I, I just, you just ruined the next three hours of my life, Mom. And she goes, Scott, I'm just kidding. They didn't lose. <laughs> so I said, well, I, I just told you, I told you I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to tell, I didn't want to hear if they won. She goes, I didn't tell you they won. I just said they didn't lose. So I was so confused. I ended up watching the game and, you know, and yes, they did win the game. This is a long time ago. All right. Um, but we, next point, we ought to remember that our identity is in Christ. Our identity is in Christ. It's, it's who we are. It's not about what we do. You know, we, you guys know, probably know a lot of people, especially growing up, that their identity was in the things they did. When I was younger, you know, some of my friends that are great athletes, they were the best kickball players. Right? As we got into middle school and high school, they were the star football player, the star basketball player, or they were the great musician, or they were the, the awesome gymnast, or whatever. And that was their identity. That was their identity. You know, for me, I didn't have that problem because I was never a great athlete, right? So I can never say, like, yeah, I'm a basketball player. No, you're not. Well, I'm on the team. I'm a great bench player, or whatever. But see, our identity is not in the things that we do. It's who we are in Christ. That's our identity. It says in 2 Corinthians, Therefore, if anyone is, Christ, is, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. You are a child of God first. You are a child of God first. Activities and titles... Those things are okay. I'm not saying they're bad, but they come secondary. Identity is not found on the jersey or on a business card. You are first a child of God. 
Who you are is more important than what you do. And yet a lot of times we forget about that and we find identity in, in stuff. And we all have a lot of, lot of, you know, a lot of ways that we can be identified. You know, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a friend, I'm a youth pastor. We're all got a whole bunch of different things. But number one should be that we are a son or daughter in Christ. Now, that's not to say that sports and activities are bad. I mean, they're good things. And I, on a personal level, I think I actually waited too long to get my girls into sports. Like I said, when I was in college, um, I always said I, was, I would have a whole bunch of boys and they'd all be into sports and I would train them all. I remember when I was in college, one of my friends, my two friends, they, um, they had a boy. Uh, but before we found out if, if they were having a boy or girl, um, I told him, I said, look, if you have a boy, I'm going to train him to play baseball. And, and I guarantee you he'll make it to the major leagues. I don't know why I said this, but I had this idea that if we could just train them early, then they could, you know, if, it's true, right? If you do anything enough times, you get really good at it. And so I had this whacked out view that I'm going to train this kid, right? And, and I took it kind of personal, right? Because he, he, they actually named him, his middle name is Scott. And I never had anybody named after me uh, before. And I was like, oh, that's great, you know? And, and I'm going to train this kid and, you know. So when I had my own kids, I thought, wow, I get my own little projects, right? And I can, I can have it. Boys or girls, doesn't matter. I'm going to train them. But um, it didn't turn out like that. I don't know if I was lazy or what. I know there's a, um, a basketball, there's the Japanese Basketball League, and the ones, I played for Oakland Buddhist when I was in high school, junior high. But um, the one closest to us is Eden Community Center, and, and I coached for them, and I thought, oh, when I have my own kids, maybe I'll, I'll get them in it. But practices are Friday nights. Youth group is also Friday nights. And I saw a lot of kids go through Eden, and they'd be part of the youth group, but through basketball season, we would never see them, except on Sundays when there's not a tournament or a Sunday game. And I thought, well, I don't want to put my kids through that. I didn't want to have them play in Eden all the way to fifth grade and all of a sudden make them quit because of the youth group. And so I just didn't do it. Now, in hindsight, I think I would have put them in there. I think, I would have, I think it would have been good to have them um, have basketball skills and to learn, you know, um, teamwork and sportsmanship and all that stuff at a young age. And then once they get into sixth grade, then they could decide. And then we could talk about it, why it's important for them to go to youth group instead of basketball. And we could find another basketball league that doesn't have practice on Friday nights. Um, but I was kind of on the other end, and I kind of just pulled them out. And I think, I think that was a mistake. But we want to... Um, we want to make sure that if we, if we put sports or activities or anything in front of our relationship with Christ, then that is a mistake. And you can put that with anything. So what do we do? What are some action things we can do? Well, we can avoid scheduling conflicts. We can avoid scheduling conflicts. I know one thing that we decided was if... If one of the girls wanted to do an activity, but games or practices or whatever were, was on Sunday morning, we just weren't going to do it. And that was bedrock. That was like, no, we're not going to do anything that's going to take our girls away from 
worship on Sunday, right? And I'm not, you know, like Pastor Andrew said, I'm not trying to be heavy-handed or, or judgmental and point to you guys if you do that. There, you know, there are, there are options that you guys could do. You could either not join up for that, and if, if you absolutely have to be in that league or whatever, then there's other ways. You can still go to a youth group or a home group or, you know, find a service on a Saturday night or something like that or Sunday night or, or whatever. But as best as possible, avoid scheduling conflicts. But one thing that we didn't want to do was uh, be that one family that singled out our kids from everybody else. You know, like, we'll play, but we'll not play on Sunday games. Because I thought of the, those kids, like, in elementary school when you go trick-or-treating or they have the Halloween party and everybody dresses up except for maybe, like, that one kid. Well, we don't believe in trick-or-treating, so we're not going to do that. You know? And if that's you guys, I'm sorry. But I remember looking at that, and it, it made me feel like, wow, I would never want to be like that. You know, as a kid, I always felt sorry for my friends that couldn't dress up. Now, after I became a Christian, I was kind of in that realm. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want my kids dressing up for Halloween. I don't know if I want them going trick-or-treating because I didn't think it was, it was right or good. But then I talked to a friend of mine, and she said, you know what? But by doing that, I said, I don't want to be part of that world. And, and she said, but then by signaling out and stepping aside from that, by making a stand like that, it's almost like, what's the word? It, it kind of, nobody, nobody would look at that and be like, wow, we want to be like that too. We want to make our kids not trick or treat and not have all the fun like everybody else. That's exactly what we want to join you guys, right? So, I don't know if that makes sense, but we kind of wanted to, instead of separating ourselves from everybody else, we wanted to be a part of that, but influenced from within, if that makes sense. Okay, and we'll get to that on our last point. But the next one, we want to involve the whole family. Instead of saying, look, kids, you are not going to be able to do this, so that's it. We decided you are not playing in this league because it's on Sundays and that's it. But we wanted to... Let the kids be a part of the decision-making process. And yeah, I know they're young, right? And, and you're not going to leave the final decision to a seven-year-old. But at the same time, it's good that they see what the process is like. It's good that they're involved in it. You can imagine as when you guys were kids, did you like your parents just telling you what to do and that's it? My decision is law and that's it. No, you probably, it probably would have felt good if your parents said, look, we want to decide on this together. You're an important part of, of, of this family, and we want to talk about this. And then they could see the process. They could see that, hey, church is important. Yes, I know you want to play baseball, but let's talk about this. If you're going to join this league and there's some games on Sunday, what do you want to do? Do you want to skip those games? Do you want to not play at all? Or do you want to you know, find something else to do that week? you know, to find some spiritual nourishment. What do you want to do? Let them see. And, and, and more importantly, pray with them. Pray with them. Allow them to pray. Allow them to work through this process. One of the things that we're learning with our kids now is if they really want to do something, we'll say, pray about it. Let's pray. You know, like... Um, you know, my daughter wanted to go to a sleepover this past Friday night. And, um, you know, we had youth group. 
And there was a youth rally last night for a camp. And we said, and we know how sleepovers are. You know, she's not going to sleep till late. She's going to be tired and grouchy the next day. We're not going to let her go to the youth rally the, the next night. And, and so we said, okay, pray about it. But if God's going to tell you no, then you really should know. Say, really not go. But on the other end, we're going to pray about it too. And if God's opening doors for you to go, even though we really don't want you to go, we're going to have to be okay with that also. And we prayed about it. And as it turned out, God did open some doors, and we felt a little bit okay about her going, and she decided that she was going to go. And, of course, she was happy because she got what she wanted. But we had to tell her, you know, I know you're happy and you had a great time, but you need to think about this. If God said no, you would have had to be okay with that too. And, and I think she got that. You know, it's a little easier now because she got what she wanted. We didn't get what we wanted, but we were okay with it. But let them be a, a, a part of the decision-making process and ask God. This is in James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Ask God. Sometimes we forget that we have the greatest ever that can help us. We don't have to make the decisions all on our own. Just ask God and he can help us. Okay. And the last point, we need to recognize God's bigger picture. I mean, the big picture really isn't just our son or daughter is going to be a great basketball player. The, the biggest picture of all, right, is, is we're here on earth to be a witness to people. And I think we can use some of these situations for our benefit and for God's glory. I mean, it's great to be in fellowship, right? But if we're always, always just in, in our little Christian bubbles, then we don't have a chance to go out there and witness to other people. So maybe God's putting us in, in these positions to make a difference, to witness to them. And sports are popular. Sports, I mean, we live in a culture where athletes are like, they're like gods. And people look up to them and they want to be like them. And, and I heard somewhere where it was said that people in churches would rather listen to a Christian rather listen to an athlete share about Jesus than their own pastor. Now I was kind of offended, right? I don't know if that offends you, Pastor Andrew, but that kind of offended me that people would rather listen to Steph Curry talk, right? I mean, for example, like if we said, no offense, right, Steph Curry's gonna be speaking today, right? There probably would have been more people here, I'm guessing, right? Right? Or definitely if Steph Curry was gonna talk to the home home group, right? Definitely there'd be more people here, right? Because people would want to hear about, you know, Steph Curry. So those of you that did come, thank you. Sports, sports are a popular thing, but we can use that for our, our advantage. So I know we're, we're running out of time, but I wanted to um, maybe uh, open it up and see if people had questions. And we, maybe we can, we can talk a little bit. Yeah.
Yes. It is difficult. There, there's no, I wish I could say that there's, there's black and white. You absolutely, no gymnastics ever for the rest of your life or something like that. There's, it's not like that. And my own personal thing is Ramey, um, she did gymnastics when she was younger. And um, one of the instructors came up to us and said, oh, we want to talk to you about your daughter. And I said, okay, what? She said, you know, she's really, she has the, um, I don't know, certain things that they look for. They didn't say this for our oldest daughter, but for Ramey, they said, oh, she has the um, uh, certain um, balance and coordination and this and that, and we think that she could be really, do really well. And, you know, I said, okay, that's great. They said, but she needs to come three times a week. And I said, well, is that going to cost more? And they said, yeah. And so my, and I was thinking, oh, man, they're just trying to get us to pay more, right? And I was like, well, we can't afford that. We can barely afford what we're doing now. In fact, I remember I would go in and clean the floors and stuff like that to pay for her gymnastics. They had that little option. Um, I said, I don't know if I could do that, right? And plus it was all this time. And, and so we said no. And eventually we, we just stopped gymnastics. Now, fast forward now, was that seven years later or something like that? Part of me regrets it a little bit. Back then, financially, it, was really, it would have been really tough. I think I could have still cleaned floors a little bit or whatever. I think going back, I think I, I think I would have just allowed her to do it more if she liked it. She didn't love it. I think if she really loved it, I would have been more open to like letting her do a little bit more and seeing if it was really a scam and they were really trying to just get money out of me, right? I mean, really, they're saying, wow, your daughter is gifted, and, um, but, but she has to pay this kind of more money. And I was like, no, I've, you know, I don't want to get into that. But I think I would have, I think I would have allowed it a little bit more. And see how it goes. But whether she comes, whether you guys come on Sundays or not, I think to focus on the relationship with Jesus is important, you know, and just allow and, and allow her to, to, you know, think about what decision she wants to make. But definitely if, if she's like, no, I don't want to go to church anymore. I'd rather just do this. And, you know, I don't want to read the Bible and I don't want to pray and I don't want to do this. And if you start seeing signs like that, then it's like, Okay, well, maybe we are putting sports ahead of Jesus, and then that, w- that would be a mistake. But um, from my own experience, I, you know, I wish I had my girls in sports a little bit earlier and a little bit more. I know that kind of sounds like I'm going against what we're saying here, but I think I took a little bit too strong of a stance against it. Um, and my oldest, like, she doesn't even want to play sports. Well, now she's playing soccer again, you know, at 15. But, you know, she had many years where she didn't. So I don't know if that answers your question. But you kind of, you know your family a lot better than I do, obviously. Kind of keep an eye on that and kind of see where it's headed. But if you're going to start missing Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, you know, that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would encourage you guys to do is consider seasons, which sometimes works real well if your kid likes one sport that is only in a season. Although I know that in the Bay Area, right, if your kid plays soccer, they also want them to play indoor soccer during the off season. And they all, so you can think about that. You could think about this is the season for the sport we really love, and so we're going to kind of bend towards uh, being willing to miss more Sundays, but then this other, you know, in the fall or in the whatever, this other season, we're really not going to take on the extra thing. So that's one thing I've seen families do. Um, The other thing is to really 
uh, especially as the kids get to older elementary, because I'm really looking towards middle school, and middle school is where it's really hard, right? They really, really, really want to be with their friends, and all of our kids go to different schools, and so the relationship that they have to one another is kind of like cousins, but the pull of like the birthday parties being at the school and all that kind of stuff, they really want to be with their friends, and you don't want to set up a church against that. So how do you set up, um, like you were saying, pray about it, and if you do do the, the one thing, then what are we going to do otherwise? So Matthew and I, for example, are in the process. He has Friday night hockey. He wanted to play hockey. happened to be Friday night. He was happily going to youth group until hockey season. And so uh, a little bit to his chagrin, I said yes to that, but then I said, okay, um, we're going back to bedtime devotions. And he was like, blah, right? <laughs> he didn't want to do bedtime devotions. I'm like, okay, well, then what do you want to do? Do you want to do this or that or this or that, right? And so the good thing is that it's kind of forcing him to take some personal responsibility. And, you know, so we can, you can kind of play with that a little bit um, as long as there's options. And to be quite frank, I think it's on in my job to help you with that. So maybe for some kids in a certain season, it's going to be meeting with an older youth or whatever. So you don't have to do it alone. Um, come, come to us and we'll try to work it out together. We are still a small enough church that we can try to do that. Um, but as Scott was saying, you don't want to set up an us against them um, because that's just too painful. <laughs> Any other questions for Scott or for me? Come, come back, Scott. I think they see me all the time. One comment or question, I mean, what we did recently was just, you go to another church because the practice is engaged with conflicting at this particular time. So, is that, what do you guys think of that? I mean, that sounds kind of weird, going to another church, but that's what I did back in February. Yeah, I, I personally, I'm for it. Because we always tell people, or I always tell people in the youth group or at um, a church, um, just go where you're going to be fed, you know, and, and that could be a race. If you're not, so I tell people like, in, even at our church, if you're not being fed at our church, go to another church. It's more important that you're being fed somewhere, right? You won't be fed because of the time constraints, then go somewhere else, you know, and it's not like, you know, you're look, you're actively looking to join another church or try to leave this church or that church, you know, you got to go where, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to get that meal for the day, I guess. So um, I just kind of debated in my mind, should I just not say anything? Should I, should I speak up a little bit? I just wanted to add a little value to the equation. I, I do think this is not a, a problem to solve. I think it's a tension to manage. You know, I think there's, there's good values here. I really think it's a matter of values. Not really schedule, but more of a, a wrestling with values. Um, just to talk about the other side a little bit, just to make it a lot more complicated, but I think the tension needs to be there. Um, recently, I, I was talking to Raina, like, we, we always say, God first, right? And then, and then family, and then sports, and then, you know, school, right? And so we say that, but what if we actually reprioritized? What if we actually said, no, 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 let's live a life that is sports first, let's do that, right? 
And if, if that were our values, sports first and, and then, then God and blah, blah, blah. If we did do that, would our schedule look any different? And, and if our honest answer is no, actually, it would probably look the same. Then maybe practically there's something wrong with that, you know? So I, I'm, not, I'm not saying do this, do that. I'm just saying this, it's a wrestling with values, right? Uh, do we want to look at the practical outcome and say, oh, clearly there is a value for God first, you know? And even as we do sports, is there, is there you know, God first in all things, as you were saying, you know? So just, just another thing to think about, you know, as we're, we're, we're wrestling with values and kind of prioritizing. Thank you, Andrew. Um, about the going to another church thing or visiting another church thing, if you do that, which I think all of us should do, can do at some time, be sure to paint a big picture. I cannot tell you the amount of children who come to me on a Sunday morning shyly looking down because they think that they need to be embarrassed that they weren't in my Sunday school last week, they were in someone else's Sunday school last week. And so I specifically go after that. If I noticed on your Facebook or if they say something to me, then I say, oh, you were with so-and-so? We have friends there. I know Pastor Scott. That's cool church, isn't it? So glad that you're part of our family and it's fun to go visiting. And yeah, I'm glad you went visiting because you had that soccer game. Just help them to know that this, and please act yourself. I, I think they get it from us. Act yourself like it's okay if we're, uh, you know, if we're participating in the kingdom of God. We know you love us. We know this is your family. And if it's just something you're needing to do in a season, let it be okay. Because I think the creeping around feeling ashamed or bad, that's got to be bad for the soul. That's got to be bad. So um, thank you. Uh, Can I say one last thing? Absolutely. Then I'll so pray for you. What, what Pastor Andrew was saying, it, it hits on. Can you hold this real quick? Absolutely. So, you know, you guys seen the triangle? Right at the bottom is all the things that you're interested in. All the things in your life. You got family, you got sports, activities, TV shows, your work, money, career, everything. And then if you take one thing away from there, then the triangle, the, the pyramid gets smaller and smaller and smaller, right? Until at the very top, you have one thing and one thing only, right? And for the Christian, this should be God, right? It should be above your career, even above your wife or husband. It should be above anything and anybody. But see, as a family, if you're all going towards Christ, right? Say Christ is right here, and you got the husband and the wife going towards it. You're also going towards each other. Also, you have the parents and the kids. If they're going towards Christ, then they're also going towards each other. So it's a tighter bond. But if you're so busy going towards all these different number one things, if the, if the husband's number one in his career and the wife is the family and the kid is baseball, basketball, everybody's going towards different directions. So I think the, the goal is everybody going towards Christ. So, Amen. Amen. Let me pray for us. Lord God, thank you so much for Scott. Thank you for uh, the ministry that he has with uh, Play for Him. Thank you for the ministry he has at our sister church. And Lord, thank you for his time that he spent with us today. Thank you for the time you've given us to consider how to balance uh, life in our community, in our world, um, and devotion to you. And Lord, we know that ultimately your Holy Spirit is always with us. And as Scott said, you will give us wisdom. If we ask you, you will give us insight in very particular ways for very particular circumstances. 
And Lord, I pray that we could give one another support and grace, that we could hold one another uh, up to you, and that as we raise our children, Lord, we will uh, raise them to know you intimately, uh, not to follow rules, not to be sloppy, not to put other things first, but to be really your people in this world now and as they grow. We pray, Lord, that you would bless us with your wisdom and your comfort. In Jesus' name, amen.